Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here at Heavenward Thinking. Today we're concluding Romans chapter 9 and beginning Romans chapter 10, talking about Israel's unbelief and what that means to us. Uh, So I'll read it starting in verse 27. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. What shall we say then, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is, a righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law? Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For, being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. <laughs> so as we continue uh, finishing up, up this topic about Israel's unbelief and what that means to us as Christians, oh, what do you find in this section? I, I, I think I would go to the to what you read last, right? To 10, the first four verses. And Paul lays out the case for their unbelief, right? And that, that this is a problem, right? But he also reiterates his desire for them to get it, mm. right? And so Paul is a Jew. Paul is a Jew of Jews, right? A Pharisee. So he, he's like up here in the Jewish world. And when he came to know the Lord, he didn't throw them away, mm. right? He still had a heart for them, even though God called him to be the missionary to the Gentiles, to really start the Gentile part of, of God's plan, which was forecasted way back in the Old Testament, that God mm. was going to open up the doors to the Jews and the Gentiles would be grafted in. We talked about it last week. I think we've talked about it multiple times. This really is problematic for those who want to believe in replacement theology, mm-hmm. right? That somehow Christians have replaced the Jewish people in God's eyes. No, mm-hmm. no, God never, ever, ever replaced the Jewish people. If, if he did, then we got real problems because that means he could replace us. Mm. Right. And we don't want that to happen. So, so Paul is like, I, I have this heart for them. Well, guess what? This is the same thing that should be in our minds about the people around us. Mm. We can declare that they're off. We can declare that they're wrong, but it just should ramp up our desire, our want for them to get it. Absolutely. I think it's a great example of the heart we as Christians should have for those around us, for those yeah. who reject Christ. Just as here he's talking about people who were rejecting Christ, the Jewish people, uh, when they crucified him. Here in our own lives, we're able to see that there's people who reject Christ on a daily basis when we try to present Christ to those around us and when we try to uh, get people to uh, accept the teachings of Scripture, uh, even Christians who have a hard time accepting it. But we're supposed to have, instead of just turning away from them, rejecting them, casting them aside as a, a lost cause, we're supposed to have a heart, a desire, and we're supposed to be praying for them, as Paul says here. He's doing the same thing for the Jewish people, we should be doing that for those around us who don't yet know the Lord. And I I think it's very important, as you also stated, your point of 
we don't replace the Jewish people. We've talked about that uh, several times here in Romans chapter 9 and now in Romans 10. Uh, we don't replace them. We are grafted in alongside them because uh, Jesus died for all of mankind, not just the Jews, not just Gentiles, but for everyone. So we need to make sure that that is in perspective, that we don't go and twist scripture to fit a theological doctrine here, but that we really see what is scripture saying? What is Paul saying here? And then see that it's so relevant to us because it changes how we uh, interact with other people when we realize we need to have a heart for other people. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think that's so important. And our heart for other people has us looking at where they are, right? So, mm. so as we back, back up to at the beginning of what you read, we got Paul really saying, like, listen, here's what the Gentiles did. The Gentiles got to righteousness through faith, right? They just simply had to believe in God, believe mm. in the salvific work of Jesus Christ, believe that he, you know, he was risen from the dead, but believe that he's done all the things that he says, right? And that is counted as righteousness. Just like in the Hall of Fame, right, in Hebrews 11, we find all these people by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, right? They, they, and it was declared righteous. They were declared righteous. But the Jewish people, they were put under this law mm. and this law that they had to keep in order to attain righteousness. And they could not do it. Matter of fact, God already said they couldn't do it, mm. right? That they weren't going to be able to do it. So by far, their road was the hardest. If we had to do that, whenever I have to do that, keep laws in order to, uh, to keep something, to attain something, it, it ends up being problematic, right? So the Jewish people had the harder thing. They had thousands of years, thousands <laughs> of years of trying to keep a law, mm. and not just the law that God gave, but the tradition of that law, right? Mm. The interpretation of that law by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law. So that creates this problem, right? So that ought to give us compassion. As we look at people, we should look at them and see, how are you trying to do life? Mm. Are you doing it through faith? Are we allowing people to do it through faith? Right? Or are we demanding that they do it through law? Absolutely. And as we've been seeing in Romans all throughout it so far, we've been seeing this uh, shift from focusing on the law to focusing on Jesus and the grace of God uh, and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And we need to be uh, having that heart for people so then we can share with them about Jesus, the good news about Jesus. And then hopefully they'll be able to accept it as many uh, of the Jewish people have accepted it over time. And as many people in our own lives will over the course of our lives, accept the knowledge of Christ, accept the faith that they need in Jesus. And hopefully uh, that we'll be patient enough and that we'll be praying and, and committing them to the Lord and, and encouraging them to accept the message of Christ uh, in such a way that they will want to do that. We shouldn't be having a hardened heart towards those who reject God. We should be uh, compassionate towards them and uh, to be concerned for them and to try to help them as best we can, as Paul did here with the Jewish people, even though he said he was called to the Gentiles. So I think that's really important here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just super important. Again, Paul, Paul's going to, you know, start shifting in Romans to some other thoughts, some other things. And so he's really, truly just trying to get, because again, he's trying to get people to understand, don't throw away people, right? Pray for them, come to them, ask them to help them. All of these things become really, really important, right? That we shouldn't be just condemning people, right? We should be helping bring them freedom. Hmm. Right, what the Jewish people needed right now was freedom. 
Absolutely. And they needed a readjustment to their perspective. Yeah. Uh, verse 3, for being ignorant of the right, righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. So I think this is really relevant for uh, people in our own age. where We live in a world right now where people are trying to create their own righteousness, uh, albeit in a more wicked way. Uh, they're trying to create what's right and call things right that are wrong. And, and they're trying to move away from what God says, from what his word says. And uh, here at Heaven we're Thinking, we're really trying to encourage people to uh, pursue God's righteousness, make sure they're submitting to God, not to their own interpretation of what Scripture says, but really submit to what Scripture says. Make sure that we're seeking after God's righteousness, which is revealed to us through Scripture, not through our own uh, understandings of things, not through what we would like to see be uh, considered righteousness. We need to make sure that what we say is righteous, is truly righteous based on what God says, not what we say. I think that's an important thing for uh, people to consider. Right. And I, I think that we also need to look at all of what you just said and say, you know what? Sometimes people are in a prison that was created for them or that they created. And we just think they should want to get it like this, right? I, to me, you've been living a legalistic life all this time trying to hold the law. And somebody comes and says, okay, God's changed the rules. And now it's about just believe in God. Just mm. believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in his work. Right. And, and you're going to be saved. Right. And you would think that they would all be like, yeah, let's go. But we saw that they, like way back at the beginning of this, when the Israelites were in Egypt, you would think that when Moses showed up and said, hey, let's get some freedom here, that they'd have been like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. We want freedom. Uh, they, they weren't all gung ho mm. about it right from the very beginning. Right. Not everybody who's offered freedom understands that freedom, wants that freedom. Like these are years and years of tradition and all kinds of things. And all of a sudden they're free from all of this and they, and they don't want it. Mm, I think so many people uh, in our own lives that we know, so many people don't want the freedom that comes through Christ because they're, they're clinging to their own baggage, the things that they already know and are comfortable with. And they refuse to accept a different point of view, a different way of thinking. They want their earthly way of thinking that they're very comfortable with and used to. And they refuse to look at a way of thinking differently, that, that heavenward thinking that comes when we submit to Jesus and enjoy the freedom that comes through uh, serving someone other than ourselves. Uh, like you mentioned, sometimes we trap ourselves in our own prisons when we just uh, try to do things ourselves. And that certainly was the case with the law. But freedom comes through Jesus Christ and through serving the Lord uh, and having faith in Jesus and what he's done, relying on him rather than relying on ourselves. So I hope you've been challenged by this this week and that you'll join us next time as we continue on in Romans chapter 10 here at a Fresh Perspective on Heavenward Thinking.